Hey there guys, Ben Swan here coming to you from Washington DC. You know, so much money is being poured into politics. In fact, uh, right now there's this whole discussion about raising the individual contribution from $32,400 a year, I believe it is, up to $324,000 a year uh, as a personal donation to either the RNC or the DNC. Getting money out of politics is not an easy thing and it seems like no matter how much money goes in, nothing really changes. And maybe for some that's kind of the point. It's designed to keep anything from actually changing. Well, today we're going to talk to John Ramsey. He's with the Liberty for All PAC, and he has a very creative idea of how to get money to certain candidates and to really influence elections from the local level and then moving up to the national level. The goal here is to empower the people. We're excited to be talking with John Ramsey today. And before we have that conversation, I want to tell you about our sponsor and invite you to go check them out. Infidel Body Armor is the sponsor for this podcast, one of our new sponsors at benswan.com. Listen, these guys are fantastic. Bar none, without question, they are the top of the line when it comes to body armor. If you click on the link here in the story that you're going to be seeing throughout the show today, uh, we'll actually take you to a YouTube video where Infidel demonstrates how their body armor plates work. They are, as I said, absolutely, without question, the best body armor company in the country. So I want you to check them out. Check out their product because it is fantastic. I own it. I hope that you will too. Again, check them out on their website, infidelbodyarmor.com, and be sure to use the promo code LIBERTY. It'll save you 10%. Now let's get started with our interview with John Ramsey. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Liberty for All PAC, and I'm really fascinated by this idea where you were fostering liberty on the local level in order to see it grow on the national level. Is that correct? That's correct. Um, at the end of the day, uh, there's a good old saying that all politics are local, and that couldn't be more true. And uh, the more research and more we've looked into it, the more we see that that's definitely the case. Um, what we do here at Liberty for All is we go and play in state legislatures all around the country and try to elect the next generation of liberty-leaning uh, candidates and we particularly focus on early presidential primary states, because in those states, not only can we elect a handful of our type of candidate, we, they also have a big say in who the Republican nominee would be in the presidential race. Um, this, this, we're hope, hopeful for this because this, this can avoid us from you know, having the, the moderate Mitt Romney's or the dinosaur John McCain to have no shot in the general election going forward. So we think it's a very sustainable model and a, a model that can very much empower the next generation of, of leaders. And there's something beyond the national elections here that I'm really interested in because, you know, even if you do get this president who's very liberty oriented, uh, liberty doesn't necessarily take off in this country. In fact, I would argue that there's probably more that needs to be done on the state level. Local state legislatures have so much power and they do so much to kind of quash entrepreneurism. Uh, they quash the ability of, of individuals to be able to kind of rise through the system, through regulation and through association groups. Uh, so is there a, a kind of a side effect or is it a direct effect of also saying we want to kind of help state legislatures to become more liberty oriented? Absolutely. There's, that's what's neat about the whole thing is we're crushing two birds with one stone. Um, I, I think. Uh, 
the national level, at the end of the day, you're not going to get anything done there. I mean, there's 435 people. Probably 90% of them are either crazy or eccentric or have lost their mind. Um, but at the state level, you can actually get real policy done. Um, I mean, if you look at um, Arizona, for example, they're working on the Tenth Amendment really well to the point where they're going to be able to nullify Obamacare. Um, this is happening all over the country, and people are finding out, a lot of donors are finding out as well that, hey, I can get a lot bigger bang for my buck at the state level. And that's what we're hoping to facilitate here at Liberty For All. Um, but, but if you look at um, some of the national stuff, I mean, yeah, you, just people like Justin Amash, Thomas Massey, Rand Paul, you know, they can do really good stuff from a messaging perspective. That's what the national scene should be for. It's more of a marketing platform. But if we're serious about legislation, we should be focused on the state. Yeah, I could not agree more with you on that. The, the, what's happening on the state level across this country, um, and it's interesting, if you look at most of these state legislatures across the country, they are red. So in Ohio, where, where I'm at, um, you know, it's, a, it's as red as you can be in terms of a red state. And yet, you know, they've adopted common core standards. Um, it's a state where, um, you know, they do uh, still have multi-levels of taxes, trade associations that prevent you from being able uh, to just start a business if you want to, and the state has licensing and requirements for everything. And, and just because the state is red, okay, does not mean that it is, it is embracing liberty. In fact, many of these um, uh, state legislatures across the country are simply fighting for who's going to control the gears of power over people's lives. And so if you, I agree with you, if you can spend money to say, let's replace those people and put liberty-minded people into state legislatures and actually get some legislation changed, passed, or even, you know, God forbid, we actually remove some of that legislation from our lives, uh, I think that you have, a, as you said, a lot of bang for your buck. Yeah, for sure. And I think to, to follow up on your point about even red state legislatures around the country who are supposed to be red, you know, you think Republicans stand for small businesses and stand for, you know, fiscal responsibility. Even they're doing some things that are really hurtful for entrepreneurs and small aspiring family businesses. And that's really what, where, where I come in and where I, I really have a problem. Um, and that's a problem of state like Ohio or states like Michigan, Connecticut, uh, New Jersey, California. All of the businesses are moving from those states to states like Texas, where I'm at, where we're not perfect by any means, but we've got a fairly um, generous climate for entrepreneurs and businesses. In fact, I work pretty um, regularly on recruiting businesses from California to Texas, and we've actually had some pretty good success with it simply because they're paying more than half of their income to the government out there. You can't operate that way. They're moving down to Texas. Um, they have less regulations, less compliance costs, costs less taxes, and now they're able to hire more people. Um, so it, it just it makes no sense to have these punitive regulations that are chasing businesses away um, from these states that invariably are bankrupt as well. And I'm talking about Michigan, California, New Jersey. Businesses are voting with their feet. Well, look, as you know, John, all too well, we do not have a national government. We have a federal government. And the idea is that we have 50 individual states that should be laboratories to um, legislate as they see fit and to create laws as they see fit. Um, and what's interesting about that, you bring up the issue of Texas. So one of the things that Texas is also doing, besides having great success on its own, is by virtue of the success it's having, it's influencing other states to take a look at their policies. Is there a particular state that you guys are working in with Liberty for All to say, let's, here's a legislature that we feel strongly we can, for lack of a better term, flip uh, to a more, you know, liberty-oriented uh, legislature? Is there a particular state? Where's that happening? And, and how's it working out? Absolutely. Um, here at Liberty for All, we're focused primarily on the state of New Hampshire. 
Um, we think that New Hampshire is just an absolute hotbed powder keg for libertarianism. Um, there's a, you've got the Free State Project, you've got people moving there from all over, and um, there's very much a culture of liberty there. And I think that we can do a lot of work there, particularly in the state legislature. State, state House is uh, one of the largest human legislatures in the world uh, per capita. Um, we can go and be a big fish in a small pond. And this last cycle, Liberty for All, we were successful in about 30 races. And we were a big key component in helping that legislature flip from blue to red. So, but what's neat about it is it's not just your regular old red like you were talking about in Ohio. It's, it's sort of a Liberty red where um, we're talking about different you know, legislation that will be going through that's good for small businesses, good for families, um, good for entrepreneurship. So I think uh, New Hampshire is a great state for us because at the end of the day, what do they say? Iowa, they pick corn out there. In New Hampshire, they pick presidents. So you know, we can have a big conversation in who the Republican nominee is going to be. And um, my big thing is let's avoid the, the insider Mitt Romney's and the dinosaur John McCain's of the world. Let's pick somebody who can actually get elected this go around. And I think in New Hampshire, that's a good place to start. Well, first of all, I congratulate you on your, your success uh, over in New Hampshire. It is one of the, uh, you might want to call it one of the big untold stories of the 2014 midterms. But no one wants to talk about that story in mainstream media because, first of all, they're not interested in the narrative of it. Uh, and number two, it's not as exciting to them. You know, the idea that a state legislature would go from blue to red and, and they still see it in the left-right paradigm. And as you pointed out, red in this case did not mean a left-right paradigm. It simply means more liberty. So what, who was actually being elected are more liberty-oriented candidates. Right. New Hampshire is also unique in that you have a fair number of liberty-oriented blue candidates out there as well. Exactly. You know, and that's another thing that we're, we stand for. We're, we're about principles, not parties. At the end of the day, I think this two-party paradigm has really been very hurt and destructive for America. I mean, the fact that we're putting people in groups, it's ultimate collectivism, which is a very dangerous philosophy. I mean, it's, it's been proven to be dangerous and deadly throughout human history, and it polarizes us at the end of the day. But, but I think uh, you mentioned you know, not being covered very much, our success out in New Hampshire, and I understand why. It's not as sexy as you know going and spending hundreds of millions on Senate races and putting big TV ads where consultants make 15%, everybody's all happy and all the back scratching and lobbying that goes on. But at the end of the day, I think it's the most important work out there and it, it will show and it's snowballing because a lot of the mainstream Republican donors are starting to see, hey man, this is this is where it's at here. You know, Maybe I'm not getting my bang for the buck at the Senate level. Maybe I should focus on state legislatures and if we can fill that void, I think we can have a lot of success. Well, and I assume when you say that, want something to change because you really have two forms of donors out there, correct? You have the, the, the donors who say, I'm going to give you a lot of money so that nothing changes because I like the system as it is. And then you have those who say, we actually want to see the country uh, take a different path. That's correct. You know, in the last four years that I've been involved in this and going around and, you know, meeting people and trying to build supporters and build, build an army here, it's, uh, we've met a lot, I've met a lot of people who are in politics and spend money on politics um, as an investment. Um, they, at the end of the day, are like, John, you know, I, I, I spend this, I want to get this guy elected because he's going to send a special contract to my, my company. And I look at him just like, I can't work with you. I mean, that's not what made America into a thriving success that it is. It's corruption and crony capitalism of, you know, of, of lobby, lobbyists and politicians picking winners and losers. Why can't businesses win based on their merits, based on having a better product than everyone else? Um, but there also are those donors out there now. They're select and few before and far between. I've found a lot of them, and there's I'm sure there's more out there who 
are in this for America. Um, they don't want any benefit. They just want to see liberty for future generations out there. And they don't want to see an environment in which lobbyists are winning. That They want to see an environment in which entrepreneurs are winning, philanthropists are winning, mom and pop shops are winning. The most vulnerable in our society are empowered to succeed. Absolutely. Well, John, certainly um, there are people out there who recognize, and I think you're one of them, uh, that the future of this country is really at stake. And you hear a lot of people use that term loosely, um, and they use it as in, you know, oh, we're going to become socialists, we're going to become communists, and they have all these different crazy things that they say along with it. But the, but the reality is, is that the American standard of living and what we have known as the American public, certainly being the world's reserve currency, uh, and being in this position where we are the number one superpower in the world, um, 20 years from now, um, there will be an entire generation of people who are being born into a nation very likely um, that will not know what that looks like unless we do things now to change that. So I appreciate what you're doing. What, what would you tell people in terms of how do they find out more about Liberty For All PAC? How do they contact you? Sure, they can uh, visit two places. First would be the Liberty For All's website about what we're going to be doing in the uh, the mid or the, the off year, um, libertythatwins.com. Um, there's, we'll be doing a lot of legislative work, uh, a lot of liberty issues that we'll be bringing to the floor in several places. We're trying to empower our uh, the, the folks that we've elected now. Um, you can also visit my personal website to get a lot more of my commentary on it, johnramsey.name. Um, but one other thing that I would kind of leave um, to, to your point about you know the country being in a, in a tough situation, the things that we're talking about, Ben, they're not political in nature. They're more about mathematics. I mean, if you look at the trajectory that we're on here and our spending habits as, as a country, the, the government spending habits, it's just totally unsustainable. And that's what I worry about. I'm not one of these that's into cutting, you know, cutting people off who are, who are needy and need the system. I, I get where they're coming from, but I think there's so many better ways we can do it and not go bankrupt at the same time. So I worry that for future generations, we're on a trajectory of disaster. And that's why I'm involved, and that's why so many other people are involved in this fight. And I, I can't thank everyone enough for being involved, and I, I think we're going to do a lot of good for a lot of people.